We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Lakers Nation, welcome back to the LakersNation.com podcast. We're coming to you from Blue Wire Studios at the Win in Las Vegas. We're going to talk all things Lakers. And joining me today, very special guest, we've got my buddy Alan Sliwa from ESPN, one of my favorite people to talk Lakers basketball with. Alan, how are you doing? Trev, what is going on? Uh, first off, appreciate you having me on. Second, you're just uh, out there at the win in Las Vegas. I don't know how you're handling the Lakers not making the playoffs. Maybe Vegas is the answer. That, that's Maybe it. That's the answer. the answer. That's why I'm, I'm, I'm here to handle my depression over the Lakers not making the playoffs. That's what that's what's happening right now. How are you holding up with with all of that? Like, are you feeling are you missing Lakers basketball yet? It's, or is it still are the wounds too new or what are you? How are you feeling? I got to be honest with you. This season was so bad, right? That just. The way they played, the product, the expectations, guys that came on the roster that weren't there before and how much they disappointed. To be honest, I think I feel like a lot of Laker fans where it's almost a little bit of a relief to just step away from it. Um, you know, I know that the playing tournaments have started and this weekend the actual first round will begin. Let's just watch some good basketball. We'll kick back and hopefully the Lakers can start regrouping. Yeah, I mean, they absolutely need to. Of course, Rob Polinka said that we're not going to see the same result next season. He's got some resolve there to fix this thing. Maybe we should start, though, at the top with this, Alan. LeBron James, we know he's going to be eligible for a contract extension come August 4th. Did not want to reveal in his exit interview whether or not he was actually going to sign that. Should Lakers fans be worried at all that LeBron didn't say, oh, yeah, I'm still on board. I'm going to sign that extension. Is that cause for concern? You know, to be honest with you, for me, it's not much cause cause for concern. I think there's a couple things that come into play here. Number one, I don't have this sense or this feeling that Braun is, you know, just wants to shoot out of L.A. By the way, I might be wrong, but I just don't have this sense or feeling that he wants to to get out of Los Angeles. Plus, I always kind of like, you know, I mentioned this, I've mentioned in the past, and I know this isn't apples to apples here. I kind of like when stars keep the organization on their toes. I kind of like when when stars will not give a guarantee that, hey, I'm coming back and it's 100% sure. The, the Lakers got some work to do this offseason. Mm-hmm. And if LeBron James is indirectly 
uh, saying to the organization, clean some of this stuff up, figure out what you need to do. Yes, I'm going to be in my 20th season. Yes, I'm going to get a chance to pass Kareem next season uh, for the all-time scoring leader, but I still want to compete. And if you want me to stay here in Los Angeles and you want me to stay here for a couple of years, we got to be competing for an NBA championship. And, you know, if this last season is any example of it. They got a lot of work to do. And that's not to say that Braun isn't to blame for some of this as well. But I'm not opposed to that star saying, hold up for a second here. Um, I'll make that decision when the time is right. You guys just worry about the franchise and and I'll, I'll let you guys know when, when we get a little bit further down the road. So you're looking at this then more glasses half full. Like LeBron is just kind of holding the, their feet to the fire, making sure the organization does what they need to do in order to, well, rebuild this thing and, and fix all of this. Uh, with that in mind, can they put a, a winning team around LeBron James? Can you can you fix this? I mean, 37 years old, it'll be 38 next year. What do the Lakers do moving forward? Can you plan long-term around LeBron? I think Rob Palenka's got a lot of questions to answer this offseason. Trev, I, th- I think that's part of this that comes into play as well. Okay. Here's the reality. Bron's not 32. He's not 29. He's not at an age where you say to yourself, we are so screwed if LeBron James doesn't come back. Next year is his 20th year. At the absolute worst, you're going to get LeBron um, – You know, what would that be in total five years of LeBron James with the Lakers? And I don't have the answer for you. You know, I was thinking about this yesterday. I was doing Lakers talk last night. I'm kind of asking myself, I'm like, can LeBron James and Anthony Davis still go win a chip together? A year ago, I don't think either you or myself or you or a lot of Laker fans would have hesitated. I'm like, of course they can. What are you talking about? Today, I sit here. I don't have that answer. I know AD has played. Half the amount of games the last two years. So he's played, he played, I think, 36 of 72 and 40 of 82 this year. Um, I know that LeBron James, as great as he is, uh, at some point, the dude, you know, you can't expect him to just be a 30-point scorer. And by the way, him being a 30-point scorer on a team, I don't think is a good, that's not good for your team. That means that you're not getting enough help from other guys. So you're, you're right about the Palenka thing. Um, it's an incredibly weird thing to uh, juggle for Rapalanka because most teams know you're either in the hunt or you're completely rebuilding. And I feel like the Lakers think think they're in the hunt, but their actual play is not representing that. And we obviously know how many draft picks they gave up and everything else. Everything is for the now. So he's got a lot to he's got a lot to juggle, but that's on Rob Palenka. That's your job as president of basketball operations. And if you're going to get credit for winning a championship back in 2020, you could also get a lot of criticism for the team that that he's putting out right now. Oh, and right and rightfully so. We've said it. I mean, this was probably the worst season in Lakers history. I think most Lakers fans agree with that. At least yes. relative relative to expectations, it's been awful. But you know, Alan, you mentioned that LeBron had a hand in the construction of this of this roster. And then in his exit interview, he stepped back from that. He said, it's the front office making the decisions. I'm just here to play basketball. Sounds like he's going to step away. Now, maybe that's just what he's saying right now. And come July, he's going to be hosting free agency meetings in his house once again. But what yeah. are you, what's your thought on, on that? Was LeBron perhaps too involved? And now he's taking the right step here and he's actually going to back away? Is that just... Is he just saying that just to say it, to get out there, to distance himself from some of those decisions? How did you respond to that take from LeBron? Well, I think LeBron is, you know, one of the most powerful figures in sports. And I think it would be 
a really poor decision by your front office to not try to use LeBron and Clutch and these relationships to try to improve your roster and your team. However, if you're Rob Palenka, at the end of the day, you have to make the decisions that you feel are in the best interest of the franchise. So let's use this past summer as an example. If Russell Westbrook and LeBron James and Anthony Davis all got together like it was reported they did at LeBron James' house and all decided, hey, I think the three of us can go out there and win a championship and we'll make it work and, and, and everything will be, the fit will be perfect. If Rob Palenka doesn't believe that that's the case, if Rob Palenka wants to you know, listen to LeBron and Clutch and Anthony Davis, hey, give me your input. Of course I want your input. You guys are powerful figures. You guys are the face of the franchise. But ultimately, he has to make the decision of, is this the right move or is it not? And if he felt like, guys, this Russ thing, I just don't see it. I don't see how this is going to be beneficial. I got other ideas. I appreciate you guys' input, but I got to go with my gut and what I believe. Um, I, I don't know if how that panned out, but um, LeBron has a lot of power and juice. Ultimately, your president of basketball operations should make the final decision, obviously, with the rest of the front office mm-hmm. and with Jeannie Buss. And I don't know if that if that's how that uh, that um, authority works, I guess you can say. Lakers Nation, I want to pause for a moment and talk a little bit about Athletic Greens. I started taking AG1 because for me personally, I was interested in recovery. Number one, I've been trying to get back into shape and spending a lot of time in the gym, lifting weights, doing all those sorts of things. And I wanted to see if it could help with my recovery process and what that looks like. We all know how important recovery is in any type of athletic endeavor. And then also the mental clarity part of it. I'm the type of person where I've noticed, you know, middle of the day, I start to just hit this lull, this wall that I I run into and I've just found I'm just not as productive as I should be. And I'll admit, I was pretty skeptical when I went into this, uh, when I started taking AG1, but I've been very, very pleasantly surprised. Not only has my recovery improved and I've been taking AG1 for about three weeks now, I've been making noticeable improvements in the gym, but the mental clarity piece to this, the energy piece to this, it has been noticeable in the afternoons. I simply have more focus, more energy. I just noticed suddenly I'm getting way more done during the day. I'm accomplishing more tasks on my to-do list rather than pushing things off to the next day. And that means for all of you, that means more Lakers Nation content, more NBA front office content, everything else that we bring. It's been absolutely fantastic. I can't believe how productive I've been while taking AG1. So what is AG1? Well, with one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. And that is exactly how I take it. It's the first thing I take in the morning. Instead of getting coffee or an energy drink or something like that, I drink my AG1. One, this special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, your recovery, your focus, aging, all of the things all in one. And it costs you less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. It's cheaper than getting all the different supplements yourself that you would have to go out and find. You're investing in an all-in-one nutritional insurance. Athletic Greens, it was created when the founder experienced a ton of gut health issues and ended up on a complicated supplement routine to recover. It cost him over $100 per day. He created Athletic Greens after experiencing how difficult it was to create an optimal nutrition routine 
on your own. And for me, I'm super busy. The sports world, it moves at a lightning fast pace. So Athletic Greens, very quick, very simple for me to get my nutrition in one place. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash LakersNation. Again, it's athleticgreens.com slash LakersNation to take ownership of your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Yeah, that's, and that's one of the mysteries around the Lakers of, is how many cooks are in the kitchen? What kind of decision-making power do they have? Jeannie Buss, what role does she play in terms of making basketball decisions? Rob Palenka, Kurt Rambis, Linda Rambis, also known as the Rambi, as, as we call them. You've got them in, in the mix. Magic Johnson has it has a say. Still, Phil Jackson does. I think that's one of the, the frustrations for Lakers fans is where, where, does, where does the blame truly lie? And that's, of course, something we've talked about quite a bit. But you, know, you mentioned in terms of, of the Russ decision, Russell Westbrook. What, what do the Lakers do with him? Now, it seems like his his exit interview was a very sour one, and it doesn't appear like he's all that happy. Obviously, didn't have the kind of season that he was hoping to have. Doesn't seem like a good fit. $47 million player option. Russ declined to say whether or not he was picking it up, but let's face it, everybody around the league expects him to pick it up. So what do you do if you're Rob Palenka and you're trying to manage this situation with, with Russ? Do you even consider bringing him back next year? I mean... I just don't know how you walk in the next training camp and you go through the season that you just went through and you say, we're going to try LeBron James, Anthony Davis, and Russell Westbrook one more time. Mm-hmm. I really just don't see it. I, I don't know how that is possible to even think of that being a scenario. Now, maybe maybe they can't go out and make a trade. Maybe they decide um, we just have to make it work. But I just, in my head... At some point this year, it was decided that, okay, we're not good enough to win the whole thing, that this rust trade obviously is not working. And whether it just came down to that the season's already shot, so let's not even shoot our bullets in the uh, at the trade deadline. Probably that's the same thing with Lakers head coach Frank Vogel. They just knew that, okay, let's just wait till the season ends and clean this whole thing up. I can't see Russ on the Lakers again. That just sounds impossible to me. And it also sounds like a really bad strategy. Um, The Lakers have been in this all-in mode for a while. We've seen a couple of the different scenarios out there. Maybe there's an opportunity with the Indiana Pacers. Maybe there's an opportunity with the Charlotte Hornets. Maybe there's an opportunity with the New York Knicks. I'm just naming off teams that, you know, we've been, it's been rumored, may want to, clear some of their contracts to go get that one contract that they can get rid of in one year. Uh, But Trev, you you can't bring these three back. You just can't. And I I really don't see all that much changing. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's a new coach and a new voice and things will change. But I don't see how what Russ brings to the table complements what the other two guys do. And I'm sure Russ feels the same way. Russ probably in his own head is figuring to himself, I should probably go play somewhere else. I mean, he said he didn't get a fair chance in L.A. Maybe part of that was Frank Vogel. Part of that was his relationship with the fans. In any event, it was bad all around. But this is what I've seen on social media from Lakers fans, from Lakers Nation. There's concern because LeBron, A.D., Russ, 
they all mention some variation of the fact that they only appeared in, what was it, 21-ish games together. I mean, there's got to be a little cause for concern there if they're already kind of putting that out there. Like, hey, maybe we could have made this work. We just couldn't stay healthy and, and get on the floor. But I'm in agreement with you, Alan. I thought from what we saw, we saw conclusive evidence that it, that it can't work. I'm concerned. I know other Lakers fans are concerned that they may look at it and say, well, it's not a big enough sample size. Maybe we can make this, make this work. I also saw some talk of perhaps bringing Russ if he does wind up on the team. And I agree with you. I think he probably will not be on the team next year, but bringing him off the bench. Is that, is that in any way an option in, in your mind? So I think the piece of, well, they only played 21 games together. They were 11 and 10 in those 21 games. Listen, I, I could see people making an argument saying, well, how can you really tell just 21 games in? The problem is um, there was also no indication to make it look like, hey, this is good basketball. That once these guys, it's not like in those 21 games, there was seven of them where you said, look at the look at these three together. They're, they're perfect together. They complement each other great. And I, I don't really even feel like, off the top of my head, I could remember moments that come off, off right off the top of my head, and I could say, "Remember that game? Mm-hmm. Remember that game? Looked out, look how good they looked here." Um, if at times you can kind of see behind the scenes, hey, let's not make this thing sound like it was an absolute uh, travesty, and maybe that's going to help them in trying to work out some type of negotiations in the summer. But I just personally didn't see it. As far as the rust coming off the bench, and you have no choice. I thought Vogel should have tried that. I thought there were plenty of times this year where um, Russ obviously wasn't having a big enough impact with the starting lineup. Russ wasn't having a big enough impact playing side-by-side with Braun. A lot of times, Anthony Davis wasn't there. So why not try something different? You were, what was their record over the since the All-Star break? They probably won, I don't know, four or five, five games. games. I can't I remember off the... I, so with that in mind, it's like, I, I thought they would be a little bit more... Um, they'd be a little bit more apt to say, hey, let's roll the dice a little bit here. Let's take our chances. And I don't think they really have a word. So if if he is on the roster and he's coming off the bench, um, I don't think that's a bad strategy if that's, you know, obviously what you're looking at. But damn, a $45, $47 million guy coming off the bench and taking up, eating up that much of your uh, salary, that's uh, that's I'm sure that's a tough pill to swallow for the franchise as well. Absolutely, and perhaps a, a tough pill to swallow for Russell Westbrook in terms of the you know the pride would be bruised a bit there if he That's was suddenly the other part of it right if he was suddenly mm-hmm. a, a bench player as effective as he could potentially be doing that. I, I'm ultimately in agreement. I think the Lakers will find some way to move on from Russell Westbrook. Of course, a buyout where you stretch him and and all of that kind of stuff. That's also not ideal. So I think we're going to hear a lot on the trade front first and foremost. But Alan, let's wrap things up with this. We're all looking ahead. We're all looking into the summer. It's all we've got right now. There's no Lakers basketball on right now. What do you think at the conclusion of this summer, come September, will Lakers fans be happy with what the franchise has done? Are we predicting a a positive summer for the Lakers? Or is it going to be more trepidation about what's to come next season? So I think no matter what you do, there's going to be some question marks. And I think there's going to be a little hesitation because last summer we were sold that this was, you know, the greatest thing in the world. And and it, it wasn't even the Lakers having to sell us. You know, I bought into it. Um, Vegas bought into it. They were the, the second favorite to win the whole thing. 
I think there'll be a little bit more hesitation no matter what this year, because even if you go out there and you traded Russ, you got the right role players and you feel like you have the right nucleus of guys. Um, how many games is AD going to play? LeBron is going to be 38 years old by the time we get to December in this 20th season. Um, those questions, I think, are going to be there either way. So even if you hit it out of the park this summer and you find the right players and you feel really good about it, I think the the question mark is going to be, who's your head coach? Do you have the right role players? Is everybody pulling the rope in the right direction? Does it feel like there's a good vibe around the team? I mean, you you heard him yesterday during the exit interviews. Guys like uh, um, guys like Kent Bazemore, guys like Wayne Ellington, talking about there's no connection with this team. Uh, it, it, there's going to be a lot that comes to play, and I think we'll probably have a little bit more hesitation as Laker fans just because we were so excited this past offseason, and by the time you got to uh, uh, preseason basketball, the Lakers were – starting to show right out the gate that this team was not going to work. Yeah, I mean, after just getting burned that badly, I think there is going to be that hesitancy like you like you mentioned. Alan, man, always, always a blast to get to talk Lakers basketball with you. Thank you so much for coming on here. Thank you, bud. Always appreciate it, Trev. We'll get you uh, back over here doing some Lakers talk soon as well. That sounds great. That sounds great. Guys, make sure you're following Alan on social media at Alan Sliwa. And make sure you're following at Lakers Nation on Twitter and Facebook at Lakers Nation Official on Instagram. Don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel. And of course, follow us wherever you listen to podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever. From Blue Wire Studios in Las Vegas. Till next time, see ya and stay safe.